this. All right, we're going. Okay. <laughs> so we've literally been sitting in silence for 12 minutes and 19 seconds because each one thought the other one was doing something when we were both literally just sitting here scrolling through our feed. <laughs> oh, my God. We sat in silence literally the entire time, and it was funny. At one point, Alex was like, Jen, are you breathing into the microphone? Because apparently... You can pick up my breath like this. How does that sound? <sighs> that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> I can't be overly sexy. I don't know why. Like, I just, I think I've been such a goofball my whole life. Like, even, you know, guys and stuff that I've dated have always laughed. They're like, Jen, like, you're very sexy, like, in your own way. But, like, when you try to be sexy, it's, like, the least sexiest thing on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was way it was way better when it was just just and rather than like the like here let me try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just literally sitting here on my on my computer just kind of resting my my mouth on this microphone. See what I did there? See what I did? I gave a visual. <laughs> Oh my god! I gotta stop. <laughs> please, please don't. I'm almost there. No, no. Oh. Oh, I couldn't help myself on that one. How are you today, Alex? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm so fantastic. I had a great day today. You had a great day. That's fantastic to to hear. What what made today great? Um, I pulled something off for a client, which was kind of a not a hail mary, but you know when you're when someone comes to you with something and, you know, even just a friend, it doesn't have to be work related, but when someone comes to you with something and they're like, I absolutely have to get this done. Like there was no way, shape or form. They wanted this one individual. And basically my job was to get the individual. So I at least started that process. I opened up the door, started the conversation, took off their shoes, asked if they wanted some water and a nice place to stay for a bit, you know? So that was just like an epic win. And, and, and I don't know, it was just, it was all day. I just, I taught a, a 70 year old, 33 degree Cuban born Mason how to blog from his phone tonight, which was pretty epic. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah. I introduced him to Twitter a couple of weeks ago and he actually kind of got it down so quickly. And I mean, it was just the sweetest thing ever. He's like, I can't believe I can talk to the president. Like, I mean, just with his eyes, like so wide. And it's just, I explained to him, obviously that, that might not be the president that he's talking to but um but no it's just it, it makes me feel so good when you're able to very 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 simply explain the internet to people that didn't grow up with it and you know don't use it on a daily basis like we do that just, just to me is is just so rewarding and just so amazing to to watch them become so empowered oh yeah that's fantastic and if anyone wants to follow him jen tagged him in a tweet recently so don't want to blow up his spot uh here on on the on the podcast but Go check him out. Because that's Learn. what we do. We blow up people's spots on podcasts. Like, sure. seriously. Yeah. That's, that's... Stefelski. Man, she was a hit last week. I think she's still spinning from the hit she took from last week. <laughs> she was hilarious, man. It was, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty funny. Like, obviously, she was our first guest. You know, we've never had guests before. But it was funny, like, just because, you know, Steph and I were, were in the same room in Los Angeles. And um, I was staying at her house for a couple of days. And then I was staying in a really really nice hotel but um but yeah i was staying with her and we were just able to just shoot the shit and it, like we almost forgot that you were there in kind of a funny way like it was just so natural which was wonderful and embarrassing all at the same time yeah it was a natural thing to watch happen it was beautiful speaking of which how was your trip how was your vacation 
Caught you mid It was a natural thing to watch. It was beautiful. Does that just go like right over my head? A lot of You're things. You're very, do. very focused on your uh, on your wine. Um, I assume it's wine. I don't really. It's know. not actually. Oh boy. That's the funny thing. Tonight it is vodka and Gatorade. Raspberry vodka and Gatorade. So you're going hard or not going at all, huh? Yeah. No. Well, no, I just, I don't have any wine in the house. And I think, you know, and I just, I don't want to go to the store. I'm like, I'm so tired. I just need to, uh, yeah, I just need to not be around. Do you ever get like that? Yeah, we, we've talked about this before where you literally just get to a point where you're like, I just don't want to know other people exist. Like, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I don't want to be around people. I just want what I want. And I want my bed. Yeah, I mean, that was basically vacation for me, so... Which, speaking of which, how was it? Well, that natural segue, right? Um, no, and I was like that, too, actually. I realized we needed to record and didn't have any um, light alcohol in the house, and since I figured I'm going to say we should save the, the heavy nights for, uh, I don't know, when we're both super tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> or maybe like a Friday or a Saturday where we don't have to go anywhere the next day. Uh, I, I picked up some... Some I don't know. I walked in a wine store and I picked up cider that was in the cooler already, so I didn't have to refrigerate it. Oh, nice! I like cider. Yeah, it's Anthem cider. I've never had it before. It's fermented from. Is organized. it overly sweet? I don't like it when cider is overly sweet. It's not overly sweet. It's it's okay. it's not as dry as some I've had, but it's definitely not overly sweet. Um, I think my gain is a little down today. Let's see here. Um, Tell me about your vacation. I know you had what bachelorette party you're hanging out with. Oh, that was toward the end. So, I mean, really, the first four days of my vacation were me slowly un, um, uncurling my hands from the texting position on my phone and just going and laying on the beach for a while and yeah. reading a ton of books and um, just kind of relaxing, And which is why, as I said to Jen earlier, um, I have more stripes of red and white alternating skin you think I was Waldo. <laughs> like, like, I don't... I'm a... I'm a big guy who hasn't gotten out in the sun much, and you can just see, like, oh, forearms up, gets sun every day, elbow up, doesn't get sun much. <laughs> well, that is a hilarious visual. I, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's something all right. And then, um, and then yeah, so then, so I kind of was, uh, I was at Isle of Palm, which is in outside of Charleston, South Carolina. You know, just got a condo kind of thing on the beach for a couple days, loaded up on a bunch of junk food and beer. I went to a place called Charleston Beer Exchange, which is awesome downtown. Had a bunch of just local brews, so I I got a bunch of different things from um, all across. I'm actually going to reach my phone. And because I took a picture of it or two, and I had, you know, I had a Kolsch, and I had some wheat, and I had um, some some ales, and then I had some stuff from... um, what I was drinking last week, I had that farmhouse basil ale, which was crazy. And then uh, I had a jug of sweet tea because I got to have a jug of sweet tea. And um, yeah, just kind of hung out and like went, you know, and, and tried to make sure I didn't burn myself completely off. So I, uh, you know, took it took it easy a couple days and just kind of hung out and read. And then the last couple of days I went back into I went back into Charleston and, and kind of bar hopped and walked around and, and just soaked that all in because Charleston's this beautiful city that's been really well preserved in certain parts. Uh, the historic downtown is, is gorgeous, um, you know, and just wanted to, to soak that all in. And then the last day I went to a, I was like, I need to do something. I haven't talked to people. Um, I was texting with people on Friday night and they were all like, oh, go talk to someone, go you know, meet someone. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, but so I, I put myself on a pub tour. Uh, 
by uh, the original pub pub tours of Charleston, I think. And they have like a guy who is a registered Charleston history tour guide who takes you around bar to bar to bar. And the group of people on this trip were myself, the tour guide, uh, a married couple celebrating their first year anniversary, and Aww. a bachelorette party. Well, clearly, you were hanging around with the, the one-year married couple. I mean, I, obviously. I absolutely was, actually. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. He's the, he's, the, he's the only other guy, and we were the only ones drinking beer at most of the spots, and so we were talking about beer. And then also, like, I loved the bachelorette party there. Very nice uh, young ladies. Um, but Wait, they were very nice young ladies? Come on. No, they. that's the thing. They were, like, super nice and, like... They alternated drinking at certain spots and like the bride was gluten free. So she wasn't drinking all the time. And I was just like, guys, it's a bachelorette party. Like, when are you going to get crazy? Like, when are we going to see something like when when's this going to get like I'm the one drinking bourbon at these spots. What's going on here? Did they have penis straws? No, they didn't have that at all. And that was a package you could get through the Charleston tours. Really? They had penis straws as a package option? Well, they had a package option for bachelorettes where they'd say they go get you stuff. Yeah. Oh, then that's fun. There but were no handcuffs? No handcuffs, no penis straws, no penis, no balloons, no. What about those like jelly, like little penis balls that they have? You know what I mean? Where you can kind of like throw them at each other and then you get balls in your face. And I reminded you of the night before. The night before? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I feel like you have your bachelorette party already pretty well planned out there, Jim. Maybe. <laughs> Actually, you know, it was really funny. Um, and uh, my ex and I talked about this at great lengths. Like, I'm actually not. I don't know. I guess it, it would depend on it would depend on the guy. Like, because some guys are just really not into like strippers and strip clubs and kind of all of that for both, you know, for both themselves and for, you know, their their lady love. So we actually joked about it. And it's something I, I still might do if I you know meet a guy that it makes sense to do it with. But we were going to have a bar and bat mitzvah because we both grew up in an all Jewish town. And yet we were both the the like, well, I was Catholic and he's technically just not really much of anything. But we feel like we got like <laughs> well, we feel like we got like skipped over. Like I did all I can say the Hamoti, the Bochetai. And like I, I actually know all of these prayers and all of these things. I worked at a Jewish daycare, day camp. Like it's just what what you grew up doing. And I know all of these things, but I never got the party. I never became a true woman. And I think that's what I would want my bachelorette party to be, would be becoming a woman. Well, that's that that sounds like that sounds like a plan in in a million a million reasons. But I feel like you can't do strippers at a bar bat mitzvah. You need to like do a very hokey style scheme with like a straight up regular DJ. Like, that's the point. And then yeah. have like have like a backdrop where people take photos with like one of those like life touch. Remember those people that used to come to your school and they had like the lasers in the background? Like, no, like I would like go big or go home with this. Like I would make this the most ridiculously over the top, like bat mitzvah that like your great grandmother Esther, you know, ever wanted to throw you. So I would make it real. They would. There would be nothing sexual about this. Like this would just be just like a real really- bat mitzvah. <laughs> exactly, but for a thirty-year-old. <laughs> like I would. I would go to very extreme detail in planning my my bat mitzvah. I feel like you should just do it then. You. I know you have already been thinking about your um, your birthday celebration. So why don't you just do yeah. it? I mean, I will- it, the bachelorette party is fantastic, but like, you know, like you know. You're, you were yelling at me yesterday, like, just take the leap and do it. 
That's true. Well, for my for my birthday this year, my birthday is in December. So normally, like around this time, like when it comes to back to school, I, I start to plan it. Last year was my thirtieth, so I had that planned for like almost like six months. I'm not a huge like, no, no, but no, but I'm not like one of these people that like I can't stand it when people say like, oh, it's my birthday month, it's my birthday week, it's my birthday season. Like you get a day. I understand. I get when you're a day. Twenty one. I I did a month absolutely because I yeah. I think I misplaced the first seven days of it. So. But, like, I totally understand, like, certain milestone birthdays or whatever. And I only just, like, I only, like, will randomly post about it in social media, like, once or twice just to kind of get it out of my head. But um, but I was joking about this the other day, and I turned 31 in December, and I'm like, I want to celebrate the 10th anniversary of my 21st birthday. Like, actually relive it. Like, go to Vegas, because that's where I spent my 21st. I spent, like, four days in Vegas. That was, like, the most painful thing a parent can ever do to their child is give them a experience expensive trip to Vegas for the 21st birthday. Um, but I had a bunch of my friends and I got kicked out of a nightclub because I was too drunk. I don't remember much of anything. And I pre-gamed on a bottle, a bottle. I don't know how I, I survived, to be honest, a bottle of Malibu rum with Sprite as a pre-game. <laughs> Wait, and you got drunk off of that? I I, I was <laughs> fantastically hammered. I mean, we didn't go out until like nine or 10 o'clock. I was, I remember that night. I don't remember having anything else to drink. And I was like so sick for two days. Ooh. See, I, I've never been to Vegas, but I have to, if I have to drink Malibu when I'm there. No, I've never been to Vegas. Okay. I've never been to Vegas. Um, even though like, I always missed it for all the convention stuff of, of the, some of the stuff I work on. And then it's just like, I went on this vacation just alone just because I didn't take a vacation. And like Vegas is not a place I would want to do that. <laughs> Vegas is fun. Like, yeah, I mean, well, for guys, actually, and for women, too, you just you have to have money in Vegas. So you have to either know someone that can get you into the clubs and stuff like that. And I'm not even a clubber. Like, what I actually love more than anything is, like, drinking, like, playing a couple of hands of... I, I, I got pseudo good at blackjack. I actually went on a date. A guy flew me out to Vegas and, um, you know, had my own hotel room. It was all above board. But, um, but yeah, he, t- he actually taught me how to play blackjack. And I got blackjack, like, six times um, in just a couple... It was probably, like, a half an hour. But if you actually, like, learn the rules rules and kind of know how to play and just I followed just straight everything that I was told and I just kept winning and winning and he was laughing he's like this is a really profitable date for you I said apparently um yeah and as soon as he said that I hope you walked away because that's when your luck changes (laughs) yeah I know well well of course but but actually um what was kind of horrible was and did, did I did I talk to you about this but what that that was the date where I wound up like puking all over a hooker did I tell you about that um not that I remember. I'm trying to figure out if I've if I've read about it or not. But no, I don't think I've heard that one. Oh, it was horrible. And then I wound up like I just I we so I was playing blackjack and they keep pumping you with drinks. So I was drinking mojitos and those things were actually pretty strong. And then we went to um, this Greek restaurant. I was staying at the Cosmopolitan. And we were staying at this Greek restaurant. It was actually like right before one of the stage shows. So this was a couple of years ago. I think it was like the second one that, that we had done. And he's like, just I'll fly you to Vegas. Just come in and come out like one night. I said, that's fine. So I did. And um, so was, we were at this Greek restaurant and there were like, like, 20 of us no joke probably like at least 15 I'll say that and we were like dining behind the glass this guy was trying to floss and all that so he was just probably you know I was just basically there to to be you know his little date for the evening and this and this so I was like whatever I'm fine with it but um they ordered a bunch of meals and it was all family style but it was just 
very small family style, like tapas style. So I had like a couple bites of octopus, but they kept giving the drinks. Like I had champagne, I had wine and the mojitos. It just did not sit well. And, and I figured out pretty quickly that the girls were hookers because I've never been with a group of like new people and they don't ask you anything about yourself. They don't ask anything of anybody. It was so weird. And they're beautiful. I said to one of the one of the guys, I said, man, I was like your wife or girlfriend. I said, I'm sorry, I don't know which. She's absolutely stunning. And he just turned and changed the conversation. I was like, <laughs> this is so weird. And then um, we, we went downstairs because the guys wanted to go like rolling into a club. And, you know, we were in like this Rolls Royce. Like it was, again, just everything from start to finish was floss, floss, floss. Uh, not just proper dental care. But um, we were walking through the casino and I guess the girls, quote unquote, saw someone that they knew. So they started to walk away. And then one of the guys goes, oh, don't worry. We'll get more where that came from. And they literally just left him. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what? Like, what? You know, but again, like I had my room key. I had, you know, my stuff together. So I was like, my worst case scenario was, was I knew plenty of people in Vegas that, you know, if anything went awry, I could have just tweeted something out and been perfectly fine and gone back to my hotel room safe and sound. But yeah, we then get to the the club. And the last thing I remember was getting, we, we were sitting at a table and it was the host's birthday. I remember that. And the guy came over with champagne and sparklers and all this shit. And I took a sip of the champagne. And all I remember is like just puking, like just seeing like, you know, vomit. Just it was horrible. Absolutely horrible. And I wound up puking literally on this girl. I have no idea how I got back, except, you know, my date said he's like, you were really wasted. I was like, clearly somehow I lost <laughs> my sho- somehow I lost my shoes. I woke up in a pool of my own vomit, which is like the most disgusting thing on this planet. And mm. mind you, I had a flight at like 730 that morning. So um, I wind up washing my hair in the sink. I don't even fully shower because your brain's not thinking logic at that point. You're just in panic. So fortunately, I always brought an extra pair of shoes because like when you're traveling and especially when you're couch surfing, you, for this exact moment, I always planned on having an extra pair of shoes in case if for whatever reason I lost a pair of shoes or or needed flats or whatever, I would always have flats on me. So I had my little, you know, Nike flip flops and, uh, I was running through the airport with still octopus puke in my hair, trying to catch my flight, wound up missing it, caught one like an hour later. And then, you know, it was, I mean, it was horrible. I, I reeked of shame and just, oh, it was, but I have one of those stories now. I can proudly say I, I have one of those Vegas stories where I, I puked on hookers and I learned to eat eat better if I'm going to be consuming copious amounts of alcohol and, uh, and always have shoes, always have extra shoes. Always bring a towel, always have shoes and name your book. Uh, I, I reeked of octopus puke. (laughs) It was so true, but it's, it's funny. Um, he, he kept texting me and stuff afterwards. He was, he was a nice guy. He's just, you know, it was just kind of was what it was where he just wanted, you know, he, he, guys would do that a lot. They would fly me around all over and it was always super innocent, but they just literally wanted to be written about. So, or they just wanted, you know, a plus one to something. So I was like the internet's plus one for, for many years. And, um, it was fun for me. I got content, but yeah, I mean, none of it was none of it was real from the like, I'm actually going to, you know, potentially marry this individual. Well, no, because then he would have had to throw you a bat mitzvah. That's true. I just I really do. I want a bat mitzvah. You should do a bat mitzvah in Vegas. I should do a bat mitzvah in I'm Vegas. Sure Maybe we... that's what I'll do for my birthday this year. Do a bat. Like, truly. That, yeah. I mean, that would be it would be, you know, you're you're celebrating a past because uh, otherwise you'd have to wait till what is it? Thir- is it 13? I yeah, thirteen really is thirteen is when you become a woman. Well, and when men and women, yeah, when you get your bar and bat mitzvah. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. and oh wait, thirteen thirty-one. It's the there reverse. You go. Perfect. There. That's done. it. Done. done. That is it. Done. That's the um, universe saying, "Go do this for some reason." <laughs> yes, I'm going to. That's going to be amazingly awesome. And you know what? Maybe I could have like an actual because it is Vegas. Get like a Jewish rabbi stripper. There has to be one of those. Wait. <laughs> Because if it's in, I literally wanted to have like a really like PG, like 13 year olds, like, you know, bat mitzvah, like we were talking about earlier. Like, like I have it all in my head. It would be very detailed. But like now if I'm in Vegas, it has to be, it has to be a little naughtier. I feel. Let's see. If you search for Jewish rabbi strippers, the first result is Jara, the Jewish stripper. Yes. Oh my God. I want to see. It's from 2008. Oh, dang it. Well, picture, we're sending this out to the picture of out to the universe. Picture of the day Hasid gets lap danced from stripper. Why Orthodox Jews should watch Magic Mike XXL? <laughs> That's pretty fantastic. I still haven't seen that movie. I was supposed to go with a guy on a date, and he wound up wanting to go do something else. I was like, really? You don't want to see Magic Mike XXL? See, here's the thing. I think that uh, that was a poor move on his part because. I've heard from my my friends who are um, have seen it. If you go with a guy and a guy is smart enough to realize that, the, it turns you on exactly. The women are going to be very excited to see this movie, and you treat them correctly and you go role play a little bit. You should be golden. But if you exactly. go in there going, I don't want to see no guys, then you're gonna you're gonna screw everything up, and then your significant other is just gonna make fun of you for a month. There's something about Miami men, though, and I have noticed this. Like, not not all of them, um, just only a handful of them. But they're they're very well. They're obviously very aggressive. That that's a hundred percent. But they're very like controlling in the sense of even when it comes to like a first date, like they really they want to take charge and they want to like really exert their dominance. It was like, you know, I said it to him as a joke, just but also kind of wanting to see it and and you know told him like show times and this and this and this. Like, you know, I. I wasn't kidding and then it came kind of down to it and he's like oh well here's what we're doing tonight and you know this this and this i was just like really dude and and at that point i just kind of go along with it because i'm like it's a first date i'm not really gonna like argue this but yeah i mean i i i haven't really seen him since so it, it wasn't a very good one yeah i i think that i was reading the uh, on grantland about um Miami, like some guys who uh, hustled the Miami heat out of some tickets and some money and things, and they just kind of, a huge paragraph is just like, Miami's a town of hustlers. Miami's a town of machismo. That's what runs Miami. I would agree with that. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's unlike any, and I'm not even socially really in anything here in Miami. I kind of keep to myself. I'm not even on Tinder right now. Like, I'm not on anything. I've just been working. But, um... But yeah, I just I I've met I've met a handful of really great guys, just people I'd stay friends with and things like that. But I mean, other than that, it's just I mean, guys even said like don't trust people here, and I'm like, well, how should I know that? Like, how am I supposed to trust that that's what you're saying? Like, I don't I don't understand it. Like, I'm 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 a bit green for this world. At least in LA, people are just fake. You know, they just they're they're social climbing and things like that. But it's I'm I'm smart enough now to to kind of see through it. But here it's just like a different world of like what the hell are your motives? Right, right. No, that's a that's a. I mean, I think that's just a good thing for for anyone, but especially down in uh, down in certain places where it's just it's just the culture. I mean, yeah. the hustle culture in L.A. is completely different than the hustle culture in Miami. I can tell just by talking to you every week. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Miami's just... Well, I mean, even the women hustle, and uh, and obviously, I'm speaking in gross generalizations for both Los Angeles and for and for Miami. So I don't mean to be disrespectful to either culture. And actually, I, I love Los Angeles, but um, but no, but just in general, like Miami, it's like you go to South Beach and you look at the women, and the women are far more beautiful in South Beach than they are in um, in Los Angeles. But it's like they just there's nothing there and guys are so shocked on a date they're like wow like you know you're cute and they're like and you can actually talk like like this is legitimately like a jaw-dropping thing because just the majority of women here they're just their values are in a very different place and that's what you know guys are also attracted to is that so it's just it's not my people it's not my vibe no i mean it is what it is i think that's also kind of going with the territories you're going to find every everything you don't want places and everything you do want places. So you have to balance this and that. Absolutely. Well, I think that's that's kind of the interesting part, too, is, you know, I'd get, sit there and get frustrated about Los Angeles or frustrated about New York or frustrated about the Florida Keys. It's like, you know, no place is perfect, but you learn to kind of understand each little quirk and eccentricity and, and kind of where you find your people in the process, you know, and I lived in West Hollywood for forever and I loved it. I was like, I'm a WeHo person. And then I tell that to some people and they're like, are you gay? I'm like, no, but not that there's anything wrong with that. I just, I, yeah. Find your people. Find your people. Find your herd or your find tribe. Your, yeah. I think your herd would be weird, but. I would have a weird herd. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're looking for Jewish strippers in Vegas. So I. It's true. I'm going to find one. I'm telling you, I'm going to I'm going to pay for a good one. I'm going to find one. If I'm going to invest in this, this is going to be one hell of a party. Yeah, I, I think you're going to have to get like the the in um, in room kind of style and really just, you know, request certain things. It'll be it'll be a be an interesting party, I assume. Oh, can I put his yarmulke on his other head? Uh, I was hoping he'd actually have um, the uh, tendrils of hair there, too. So. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> That's like one long Jewish nose right there. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Ew. Ew. I'm kind of grossing myself out with this one. But yeah, uh, I think it'll be fun. I, I, think, think, it'll I be... think you need to embrace the grossness. Otherwise, it's not going to be funny when you actually book it. Yeah. No, but seriously, like, I want to make like weird t shirts for everybody. Like, you know, Jen's like, you know, not coming out, but, you know, womanhood finally being achieved. So after all these years, <laughs> there's so many horrible jokes that could be made with this. I know. It's just like, where do you start and where do you end? Yeah, but it's like I'm not getting married anytime soon. I'm enjoying being single. I'm at what I deem a successful place in my life. So why not celebrate that? No, it's 100 percent accurate. Like, it's just I, I just want to figure out. I want to know what the T-shirt's going to look like. It'd be like 31 going on 30 or 13, 13 oh, going yeah, on 30. 13 going on 31. There you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Have that. You gotta have. We'll have the <laughs> so part. I think you'll need to read in front of us in front of an actual club, though. Like you'll have to. You'll have to go to whatever the club is in Vegas that's hot these days, and and you force the uh, the DJ to let you out to read and spin. Oh my God! Yes, instead of spinning records, I'll spin dreidels, bitches. <laughs> exactly. Look, if Paul Rudd got his start as a was it Paul Rudd? I think it was Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd got his start as a. Um, bar mitzvah DJ. I think anyone anyone should really. Really? I think so. It was definitely someone famous, ish. Um, 
I think it was Paul Rudd. See, I wouldn't want to go to the hottest club because then you can't have any fun. Like I noticed that in LA, like you get to a certain point where you get like invited to the fancy parties and all of this. And it's like, no one actually has fun. Like I love to go to dive bars and just like, you know, take over the jukebox and just be as ridiculous as possible. That to me. And, and like, um, I remember happy endings in LA. Now it's like the douchiest bar on the planet. And that's actually where it, I got it, its name is happy endings. And it wasn't douchey before that. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Cause it was like the local spot. So I used to live like walking distance from there. And that was where like my friends and I would go for like orphan Thanksgiving, like on Wednesday night when, you know, the majority of other places were closed and the town was half empty. We would all just go there and, and drink. And then the next morning nurse our hangovers over, um, you know, Turkey dinner, but like literally like that place didn't even have a dance floor. And we would just just clear out like we were the, like some of the only people there we would just clear out chairs and just be like like ridiculous but not to a point that like you know we weren't like dancing on the bars like we weren't those kind of people we were just having so much fun like that's what i want i want to have so much fun like i'm like crying like having fun that kind of level of fun oh wow yeah i think the tough part is i've always uh whenever you put that pressure on it then sometimes like People get crazy about it, and it's just like, no, dude, just like chill. Oh, no, I'm, just too, chill. I'm too mellow. Yeah, I'm too mellow about things. Like, I don't, and I was just thinking about that the other day. Um, I just, I've always had, like, I get, I do get stressed and things like that, but when it comes to most things, especially now that I am an adult, like, I just, I, I know my shit, so I don't really have to get stressed out. And it's like, if I don't know something, if I do get stressed out, that's the worst thing to do on the planet. I just sort of start to logically process, okay, what needs to get done? Like, how can I execute this? Who can I call? You know what I mean? Like, you just have a different approach. Like, I'm not one of these people that says like, oh, this has to be so perfect. I'm like, fuck that shit. I'd rather it not be perfect and laugh about it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I think so, I think that was why I was texting you and all those things during the bachelorette party. It's just like, uh, yeah, so this happened. It's pretty fun. I'm just going to keep going with this. <laughs> like, what else are you going to do? Exactly. I thought it was amazing. But yes, but go, but going back to those wonderful ladies, I hope they went out. I hope they found themselves a stripper. I hope they did something crazy because at the time they were like so focused on the plans that I don't think they embraced the ridiculousness of walking around on a on a on a pub crawl basically <laughs> how much do you think it would cost like to get someone to strip at a bar like honest like like an honest like to say to someone you know you know how like like the the theory is it's like or maybe it's not a theory but like everyone has a price like how much money do you think it would take for you know for you to go up to someone and be like hey you over here i want you to strip like how much money do you think it would take and like at what level of intoxication do you think they would actually accept it and i'm talking like strip like at least down to underwear which i know might might get them kicked out because obviously the rest of the bar doesn't want to see people in their underwear but if you say to someone x amount of dollars yours just strip what well, do you think that I think, number would be? I think it very i think you got uh, the variable at the bar too though like i've been True. to those dive bars where yeah, they're gonna throw you out if you strip. Like they're gonna let you go for a while. But if yeah. you go to like a like a high end place where there's martini glasses everywhere and everyone is sipping quietly and having a good talk about the markets, yeah, that's gonna cost you a significant more money, both because of the clientele and also because of the drunkenness level and also because of the fact of the spectacle. If you're in a place where there's plenty of spectacle and you're just adding to it, I feel like people will do it less than other places. But I mean, I would say. At a dive bar, let's let's agree that that we're at a dive bar because I don't like fancy places. So let's agree that we're at a dive bar, and let's say it's a drunken twenty-five-year-old. How much money do you think it would take for him to strip? A guy? Yeah. 
Oh, 50 bucks. Oh, see, I would say even less. I would say I'll buy you a shot. Maybe that's because I'm a girl. Well, is that weird asking another guy to strip at a bar? Yeah, if I if I ask another guy to strip at a bar, I'm gonna I'm what I'm gonna get is a cold cock. Is what's gonna happen. You would get a cold cock. Yeah. Well, no, you get cold cock. I get cold cocked. Oh my god. Actually, you're, um, here's when it'd be cold. He'd warm that up. I'm sure for you. Yeah, I think I think to be honest, if I were to ask, and actually, you know what? Wait, I just I totally just remembered. I did get a guy to strip at a bar once, and I didn't have to pay him anything. I just paid him attention. Yeah, that's and the thing. If you if you went up to a person and gave him some attention and you know said, "Hey, I'll buy you a drink," uh, and just say, "How much would it cost you to, to to strip?" Like he'll flirt back, but then I bet you could get him to do it for free or phone number or a shot, anything like that. Yeah, I was that was that was when the time when I owned all those slaves. I forget how many I had up to. I think I had like seven or eight at one point. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of in like Dom We're talking mode. about we're talking about uh, domination guys, not <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 not like that. Um, I used to I used to own foot slaves. Like to me, like rubbing my feet is kinda like rubbing my elbow, like it didn't really mean anything to me. Didn't think you were gonna go there, but okay. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was kind of, you know, super interesting just to kind of explore that culture and that world. But um but it did it did. I'm I'm I used to be, it was funny. People would say on the site, they're like, you seem like such a badass. And then it's like in person, you're a lot quieter than I expected you to be. So I, it was kind of like exploring different parts of my personality and learning to express myself truly but, and articulate. Which is also funny because people equate being a badass with being like loud and like a, a show of force. Whereas I, I think I'm drawn to badasses who are quiet, but you know that if they say something, you're going to listen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I agree. But yeah, I basically I was at um, I was actually with at just John on Twitter. Um, we met up at the Whaler in Venice. And yeah, and this guy I had just gotten back from I think I was dating Antonio at the time from Talk Nerdy. Um, and uh, I had just gotten back from hanging out or I forget what the hell I was doing or why that why I was at the Whaler without anybody else. And um, yeah, I was just wearing my glasses and I had no makeup on. And these guys came up and they're like, you know what you are? I was like, what? Just kind of, you know, waiting for my friend and just not really wanting to talk to him. They're like, you're an undercover hottie. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And, uh, you know, they were nice. They were complimentary, but I just I wasn't about to to give them anything. So I just stood up and asked one of them to strip. And he did. That's someone who's seen um, any of the 90s teen movies one too many times, I think. I love those movies. But it worked. I mean, yeah. I didn't give him my number. I didn't anything. I didn't even pr- pretend to give him my number. I was just like, all right, now you stripped. I'm right. bored. But if you had gone up to – see, that's also like they came up to you, so they were looking for attention, whereas if it was the other way around, it might be different. Oh, no, I totally agree. If I walked up to a random guy at a bar, I would at least say like, hey, I'll buy you a drink. I want to see you strip. I would do that in a heartbeat. I I have zero shame. I, I think the other part is you have to say, I want to see you strip here. I don't want to see you strip oh, somewhere right else. Yeah, <laughs> like you no, need to strip right here. here. Right, here. right here, right now. Yeah. Like I want to like, I'll hold your beer. I want to see you get naked. And not like fully naked to the point that it's like a health code violation because I don't want to get the bar in trouble. But I, I want to see trout being dropped. I, I want to I wanna see some of that, some of that, mm, mm, and maybe grab a handful. What? What? Huh? <laughs> I don't even know. You're just like, I want to grab a handful of that. Mm. I'm like, okay. There's a lot of things that could be. I was actually picturing a butt. Yeah, yeah I, I assumed. I assumed because I'm like, <laughs> if you grab a handful and you squeeze, it's going to be painful for everyone involved. 
<laughs> I was just picturing a bottom. Yes. Um, but yeah. So I-, I had a friend who coincidentally just came online. Um, and he, uh, so we were singing karaoke at this place. We were at a, kind of a dive bar. It's actually more of a dive chain, a chain of dive bars in New York. And um, my buddy was drawing karaoke at a couple different places. And then we were at one on a Friday night. And it's it's karaoke in a bar, which is actually what I prefer. I don't prefer the karaoke where it's like in a room with your friends. Like that's too easy. Like get in a bar where there's going to be random people uh, commenting on you to really give you that thrill of ridiculousness. Agreed. Um, and he got up there and he's actually a really good singer. He was in the college acapella group or something and like was a very talented um, musician. And he got up there and started singing uh, Frank Sinatra and he was pretty drunk. And this other girl who was also just quite as drunk as him basically went up to him and started like un- un- unbuttoning his shirt and like took his shirt off and like um, like you know, basically started to take his pants off and to the point where the bouncer had to come over and stop her because he just kept singing. Like, he just kept going with it because he's the type of person who, when I've drank with him, will take his clothes off. So if someone else is doing that for him, he was all for it. Wow. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's not when, like, I was drinking with him once at his apartment and at his party and he decided it was time to get buck naked and run around, so. See, I don't like people like that, though. I knew someone like that in in L.A. and he was just all about being naked and it just it would be cute if well maybe it would be cute i never had that experience like in college i never went to college like maybe that would be kind of cute in college when you're like in your 40s and you're the guy that likes to drop trow and run around and get naked in a pool that's kind of called pathetic yeah it's like a it's like a weird i think it's also kind of it's the shock factor for some people it's not like they're necessarily they're you know it's their type of uber confidence but at the same time i don't have confidence well no but that i'm just saying that's how they're expressing their confidence like not that they have any outside reason let's say for projecting that confidence just that they they don't mind doing it um on the flip side though like i in college had i think i got naked ran once in a beer pong tournament and uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty humiliating it's kind of a funny rush because everyone's kind of making fun of you but it's definitely humiliating I've never gone fully naked, like anywhere, like not like that, like in public. Like I have, I went um, in the Playboy Mansion. I went in the grotto, which is actually really gross. Like I don't like say it like that. It's really gross. Um, But I would go in with like my bathing suit bottoms and I went topless to a party once, which was kind of fun. But I had a spirit hood on, so it kind of like covered up the goodies. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm slightly weird. I like I, I. not to say that I'm a germaphobe, but I'm like, there are certain things that are reserved for like certain people only. And I'm kind of a prude about that. I don't just run around naked. Yeah. But would you like, what would this, would you ever do it if the situation was different? Like if it was, I guess the Playboy Mansion is a, is a pretty good, is a tough example to follow because that's a very specific type of atmosphere. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I, I have zero problem with it with my boyfriend or, you know, with, if I'm with a guy for, you know, a series of time and we're just, we're having fun and, and being idiots. Yeah, I have zero problem because I'm comfortable in my own skin, but it's just the, I'm not an exhibitionist in that regard where it's like, I just, that's something very special to me. And that's something that, you know, I share with certain people that I love and sometimes when I'm just really horny. But um, it's just, <laughs> I mean, I'm calling a spade a spade. But, um, you know, it's just, I don't know. I'm, 
I'm so much more of a, and I realized this in the last, you know, two and a half years that I'm so much more like of a traditionalist and so much more of a, a conservative than I ever thought I would be, especially after owning slaves. Well, yeah, and and doing of the uh, many other things uh, you said, I I think it's interesting. It's it's not something that anyone's ever going to ask me to do, so I don't have to worry about it. But uh, you know, it's it's um, you know, like I think that you know the the nudist community is kind of interesting just in like their aspect of it by taking out the sexuality but on the flip side like yeah like i mean like there there's always going to be that underlying effect of it so but what i wondered too is like so okay if you're in a nudist colony if you're trying to just seduce someone do you put on clothes like what yeah. do you do no seriously if you think about it from like a like a purely like seductive like you know dance so to speak or tease or however you want to word it like how do you actually seduce someone when you're already naked i have no i mean that's a great question because i I always get the feeling like those news colonies are kind of like swingers clubs you kind of have to have a significant other to go to one yeah because i feel like it would be well i feel like as a single female i've in and i've been to certain environments and stuff like that not nudist exactly but i've been to sex clubs i've seen I've seen a lot of that stuff, and to me, it's like it's like a lesson in anatomy. There's nothing sexy about it. I'm just like, oh my god, I had no idea that that was even a thing, and now I'm scarred for life. Yeah. I think <laughs> maybe that's the difference is, is me being uh, the shelter kind of person I am. Maybe I don't have um, any. Maybe that that still just allows for the fantasy, so it's easier to, to think about. But also, like I get home, and the first thing I do is I need to, you know, I need to get into something completely more comfortable in like the first ten minutes of getting home. Oh, for sure. But it's also, too, like, when it comes to those places and even, like, you know, there's a bar down in Key West that, um, it's called Garden of Eden, where it's, like, the third level of this one bar, and my my girlfriends all wanted to go, and they were super pumped, and I, like, kept saying from the beginning, I was, like, one, I was the the soberest one in the group, and, which is a rarity, trust me, but also, too, I was really pumped about going on, like, the Hemingway tour, and I wanted to, like, learn about the history and this and this, and they were, like, no, 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 let's go up here. So we did, and um, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon, and the only people there that were naked were people you never in a million years wanted to see naked. I, my eyes cannot unsee what I saw that day. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of the the funny part and fun, the point. I think there's a there's a scene in this horrible comedy that I, I still love to watch from now and then called Euro Trip. I've seen Euro Trip many of times. And it's just the it's just the the, the pamponas running of the Venuses. Yes, I agree. But it's just like uh, I don't know. It's like the people, and this goes back to you know the the guy I was talking about earlier. The people that are naked at those parties are the people you never want to see naked. You're just like really, really, really. Well, then maybe that's their way of assuming that they'll never that no one ever wants to see them naked, but they want someone to see them naked, so they'll just gonna do it. But then why does everyone else have to suffer? Why? Yeah, they wanted they need the attention because they're not going home with anyone. <laughs> I know. Well, that was that was very true. That was very true, but it was funny um, at this one party in particular. And obviously, I never name names. I take everything to the grave. But um, this one comedian that I'm a huge, ridiculously huge fan of, she actually uh, jumped in with him, and uh, no, you know, nothing happened. But she just got naked too, and I was just like. 
what the hell am I seeing right now? Like, you've just destroyed my childhood. Like, I can't even, like, <laughs> like, I didn't even know where to, like, go with that. I was like, I think I need to leave. Like, here I was, like, super pumped that, you know, she was at this party and this and this. And I was like, oh, my God. No, I've been, again, I've been scarred. Apparently, this is like a therapy session for me tonight, Alex. I, I can't recall how many times I've said I feel scarred. Welcome to Naked Scars, host of Ben and Alex. <laughs> it's true, you know, and I just, I laugh. Like, I was thinking even ahead, you know, to this podcast and whatnot. Like, I feel like now we're getting, like, so comfortable with each other. And, and also, too, we talk so much less as friends because I'm always, like, saving for the podcast, saving for the podcast. And it's like I had all these stories, like, you know, because it's a big news day with all the Ashley Madison and, you know, uh, Jared from Subway and the... You know, uh, the 4chan putting in that D's nuts, um, you know, and all the, uh, well, I guess technically it was anonymous. I don't think it was 4chan. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, there's a lot going on right now in pop culture. And it's just like none of it ever really matters because we just end up talking about something very naturally. And then we just go on tangents. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why we call this podcast uh, Naked Naked Conversations with Jen and Alex. Naked Conversations with Jen and Alex. I like that one. I like that one. Well, I think that one will have to. Well, that'll be our. Sp- I, I made a comment on Twitter with Belsky that that'll um, we'll have to start a podcast with her. Um, maybe Naked Conversations is better than her suggestion of Spread Eagle. What was that about? I, I don't thinking- know. I really don't know, and I need her to tell me because I I tried to make a joke for twenty minutes and it was just so perverted in my head that I couldn't. I'm just like I don't. Are we like? Like what's going on here? <laughs> no, I had I had all these social feeds and stuff up like. Like, it's funny right now, like, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I tweeted a lot, like, today, but I just haven't been actively tweeting as much just because I'm figuring out, like, which new, like, social platform that I want to use to kind of manage. I'm, I'm running a bunch of social media accounts right now, and it's like, I'm trying to figure out the best way to organize things, but until then, I have each, like, Twitter account and stuff set up on different browsers, so, and none of them include my own, so I just don't see the at replies as much, so I use Twitterific on my phone, which is, like, the biggest piece of shit. I can't stand that. I cannot fucking stand that up it's so horrible so that's the one you know i want my clients to actually have like the better stuff because that's what i check first and then i have the little piece of shit one that i have for myself but i don't check the at replies as much because of it because i just can't stand it so i just saw i saw that conversation in tweet deck this morning i was like what the fuck just happened i was like how did we get here it was like you know slightly innocent from like an rl sign dating ring and and shout out to pink phantom thank you so much for your help with uh with the podcast and catching the fact that we both didn't catch that um the the re-airing of of podcast one showed up so and really appreciate you dude we've been talking for years but you're awesome so thanks for listening and shout out to my buddy chris who who got uh texted me that about 10 minutes after i saw uh, the pink phantoms tweet and he's like dude did you know and i went no i was on vacation (laughs) like you guys chris is chris single chris is not single damn it damn it why why i don't know because I want to, I want to meet a good guy, like a good, good guy. I'm not serial dating. I'm still boy crazy, but yeah, I just I'll always be boy <laughs> another crazy. another podcast we need to start is serial the dating story. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh God! Ew. Did you listen to Serial the podcast? Oh, absolutely. Didn't you know what invented podcasting? Well, uh, well, ap- apparently, apparently. Um, but no, I just you know you you get to a certain stage in your life where you're just like, you know, I'm not. I I don't know. I'm so happy kind of with myself and with the shit that I have going on that it's like to be honest, I don't necessarily know if I want to date, but you still want to know that like the options are out there. So wherever you're listening from, Chris, hi at Jen Friel on Twitter. Tweet me. Just let everyone sink that in. Anyone named Chris? <laughs> yeah. Put that as your ringtone. Fall asleep tonight at that. You'll have some very interesting dreams. <laughs> I actually just said that, and, and I can talk about it a bit more um, very, very, very soon. I'm in the process of moving, and I had the choice between... Uh, two distinctive locations and I told you know one of the gentlemen involved I was like I'll come here but I said I just I 100% want to meet a good guy I said I can work from wherever and I said if I go to this one place in particular I was like they're known for having really like decent human beings I said that to me right now is is far more interesting than than a lot of other things because it's like you know I just I want to meet a good human being that's it well, and I think you've met plenty of good human beings. I think that the key is you got to meet a good human being that that you have a mul- multiple levels of things. But because I, I always I always hear all that I I hate it personally when I hear like Alex, why aren't you dating anyone? You're such a good guy, and I'm like, I I don't. You tell me. Like I don't. Yeah. Like I I don't know why that is. Like uh, I mean I could I know a lot of a lot of I have a litany of reasons uh, and and theories on, on my own psyche, but like in terms of someone else, I couldn't tell you that. Like you have single friends, you go tell them about me. Like, <laughs> like yeah. why I'm not the only one in this equation right now. <laughs> but I think too, that's the Holy grail of like anyone that's single is that we don't really want, and that's what we were talking about um, before. And yeah, and even just the last podcast, but we don't really want to d- meet on a dating app. And I'm not, I'm obviously not averse to it. I met my, um, my, second most recent boyfriend through a matchmaker, which I thought was awesome. She did a really good job because we're still best friends. And then my my last boyfriend just being around town. But yeah, you just really like, I think that's kind of the holy grail of like just someone being like, oh, you two should meet. And then you do. And it's like, you guys at least get along. It doesn't have to be sparks, but it's like, wow, I could actually tolerate another drink with this person or another dinner. I think your um, Vegas stripper needs to strip to matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match from matchmaker, the, yeah, matchmaker, make me, make me a match. Find me a girl. Right. That one. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's all yeah. I know. But that's it. <laughs> no, I want him to strip to Magic Mike. I actually have the song in my head, Pony. And I want him to have like one of those little <laughs> but like, no, but like one of those like little like horse head ponies on a stick. I, I was going to say make... you wanted him to wear the horse head mask, and I'm like, <laughs> no, all right, Jen, you've, you've gone into a whole different realm of, of sexual frustration that none of us are going to understand. <laughs> no, the little horse head on a stick. You know what I'm talking about that oh, we had no, like no, as no, kids? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's no, uh, not no, that. I... Not that, you dirty pervert. I wasn't talking what? about that. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about, though. Like, the I know what you're talking yeah. about. The one from Amazon where it's like 25 yeah. bucks. Where it's like, it's the, like the white one. Yeah. Yeah, that everyone seems to have because everyone wants an amazing selfie. Exactly. Have you seen the or heard of bronies? Oh, what? yeah. I've heard oh. of bronies. Oh, okay. So you so you are familiar. Oh, I, I think there's the brony convention in like New Jersey every now and then. Oh, so so you are aware of, of the convention? Uh, I'm aware there is a convention, just like I'm aware that there's a convention for um, furries, but I don't I don't actually have any 
idea of when the convention is or what happens there. That was the thing, though, when it came to um, wearing a spirit hood. It was funny. So I was an early adopter to it. I just um, happened to I forget how I was even. Oh, Tucker. Um, when I was couch surfing, uh, he I forget how he met the, one of the houses that I stayed at. I forget he um, met these guys somewhere. And the second I saw it, I said, whatever this is, I have to have it in my life. And this was like 2009. Yeah, it was 2000 or no. Yeah, it was 2009. No. 2010 so um anyway dude this is what happens when you get old things start to like roll into like one year i'm like when was that but anyway he had my, a husky. Bir- my birthday is in like two three weeks so you can, it's okay <laughs> Ooh, wait how old are you gonna be 29 mm-hmm. sweet so we gotta throw you a birthday party well it's the day before labor day so i have kind of the same issue people like no one's ever in town so i just kind of do whatever yeah very interesting. You just do whatever. You do your own thing. I mean, I generally what I say is I'm going to be at this bar from this time. And if you're in, t- in town, please come. And if not, no worries. <laughs> well, for your 30th, we'll have to do something really fun. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of Chris, I got to come up with something for Chris's 30th. So ah. if anyone has ideas. <laughs> bronies. You guys should throw a bronies party. The unexpectedly oh, unexpected or the extremely unexpected adult fans of My Little Pony. Is Chris a brony? I don't think Chris is a brony. We well, we will have to have Chris on at some point because he is. Uh, he is like he he's he told me he's like I just love to listen to the conversation part. I'm like good. That's why we're doing it. So, but see, and that's the point. And I just actually tweeted about that the other day. And that's one thing that I learned about blogging. And one thing that I'm super passionate about is speaking to the one. And it's so true. It's like, you know, before Talk Nerdy ever had an audience or anything, and like while, you know, it was still developing the voice, like we're still figuring this out. And it's going to take time, no doubt. But it's like the fact that, you know, one person thinks this is this is interesting and they listen. It's like, fuck, yeah, that's awesome. Like, that's amazing. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's not our parents. It's not someone related to us. It's like, hell, yeah, that's great. So just I, I learned from that experience to just absolutely always speak to the one. And is the one oneself or is the one a person? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I like how you spun Also, that. grab that for a ringtone, whoever the guy is who grabs your. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember from live video. This is super creepy. I was watching one of uh, Nicole Arbor's live streams last night. She's awesome, by the way. Um, if you haven't seen her, she had the Instagram models video. Um, so it was funny watching her like live stream and just having been where she was and everything. Um, and like understanding the requests and stuff that guys give. I had this dude who was called Japanese beach girls back in the day on live video, swear to goodness. And what he did, um, just because I was one of the personalities on that site, he would take all of my like photos that I had posted between there and then MySpace, and he would turn them into these really creepy videos. So I still, to this day, I can find them on YouTube, find these Japanese beach girls videos of my feet. It's so disturbing. Like he just literally like cuts out your feet and just has like your face and stuff so you can see who the feet are attached to. I had no idea what any of that world was when I first kind of got involved with live video. I was like, holy crap, this shit's weird, bro. Dude, it's it's super. I was watching Felicia Day's. Um, she did a live video thing yesterday. And Felicia Day, I don't, do you know who Felicia? I, uh, of course yeah, I do. Okay. She's awesome. I, I think she's she's amazing. She's got an, an incredible voice and um and makes her own stuff, and that's why I love her. And I met her once at South by, uh, and she gave me whiskey. So I will never turn my back on on Miss Felicia Day. Uh, number three on the New York Times bestseller this week. So oh, 
Good for her. Yeah. So, uh, and her her um, title of the book, I think, is You're Never Weird on the Internet. Yes, so, I can see that. I saw yeah. someone actually, that, that popped up on my Instagram feed. Some celebrity took a photo with it or something. And just, you know, based on photos that you like, it populated. Oh, yeah. So what what I think is crazy about it, or what is awesome about it, is I'm watching the comments. And people are commenting. She got like 8,000 viewers. Like, it was pretty awesome. And, like, just every tenth one was like, hey, girl, like, just, like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, I don't I don't understand that mentality of, like, hey, let me go talk to, or I don't know. I mean, I will admit I've been in a cam site or two sometimes. And just watching people, like, act like the biggest jerks or, the, like, just the fact that anyone is there for them is just, it's such an interesting thing to me. But it's one of these things where, you know, again, being on the other side of that and being the well, I I had moderators in the chat. So like anytime someone got like really out there, all I would have to do is like, you know, call out to one of the mods and then they booted them. So you can actually get kicked out of the room and then like, you know, you could have actually had them booted. But I mean, it's literally like every like third comment and I would read all of them. Like I responded to everybody like, you know, I put certain people on the cam Um, every like, you know, third or fourth comment would be show me your boobs, show me your boobs. So you have to come up with like really creative ways to answer that because you can only hear it a certain amount of times before you either one get really pissed off or two actually flash them. But, you know, that's not (laughs) which is what they're after. (laughs) I feel I feel like two didn't happen too much, so Yeah. No, but um but obviously I never I never flashed them. My my boobs are not on the internet, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, not that that matters any. But means um, you can quit looking. I, I you know, I just uh, my, my boyfriends have looked for a very long time and, and that's about the extent of it. But Wait, your boy your boyfriends looked while they were dating you? I feel like that's <laughs> not the right way to go. Like I feel like you have a much shorter <laughs> conversation to have (laughs) exactly exactly but no i mean it just it really did and it's kind of i feel like i feel like men should actually be on the other side of being a chick and having to like respond to some of the comments on the internet i don't know how you would actually facilitate this if you just have like a hot chick like standing there and then you as the guy like have to like either type the responses back so you can actually see like how unbelievably degrading and horrible men can be to you on the internet like Literally every day I'll still get comments and stuff on some of my older YouTube videos. And I mean, the one with uh, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top when I flew cross country, people are like, oh, he totally banged her. Show me your boobs. Like, I mean, it's just like, and you, you see it every single day. Like you just get these, you know, little messages from YouTube that say, you've got a new comment. You've got a new comment. Fuck you, YouTube. I don't want to read this shit. Yeah, I would just turn those off personally. <laughs> I, I, know, I would apparently be done I'm with a- that. Yeah, apparently I'm a glutton for punishment that I just haven't, I don't, I honestly don't know why I just, I've started to delete them, but it's just like, it really, it kind of starts to get to you and it just wears you down after a while. It's just like, man, people on the internet just suck. You just, it's why it's, that's why we have these articles of like when a celebrity does respond to someone, it's like, oh yeah, everyone just assumes no one's reading that. And then when they do, it's like, oh crap, I'm kind of a jerk. Uh, I find, I mean, the whole troll culture of you were saying Ashley Madison and like how I think Chris Hardwick said on at midnight last night, it's like, yeah, I don't feel bad for anyone, but then you're kind of also taking the, the like Ashley Madison side at one point because like they're hackers and they're like trolling people and like, then you get weird and then you just need to walk away. But that's kind of the point. And it's like, no matter what, at the end of the day, um, and actually one of the statistics that I just read on, on um, actually someone just texted it to me, uh, Gizmodo. 
Um, shout out to my buddy Nora. Thanks for the text. It's 85% of the um, users, just because obviously now all the data junkies are like freaking out with all this information. 85% of the user base on Ashley Madison were men. And from what I read from the Duggar, the Duggar kids, the 19 and counting, the one that like touched his sisters and like that whole story or whatever, um, he had an Ashley Madison account. And there was something called like a guaranteed affair where you could pay more money for, you know, X amount of time spent within that, that you could actually be guaranteed to to have sex with a woman. And it's like, how is that not just straight prostitution? How do you have a quote unquote guaranteed affair, especially with those like statistical rates of, it's ridiculous, 85% men, my God, I complain about being on Tinder and OkCupid and how many dudes are on there, 85% men, Jesus, that's a lot of sausage. Well, it's always unfortunate when you see how the sausage is made. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But, I mean, yeah, I think that's also why that those sites, it's it's not even the, the guarantee, right? Because it's 85% men. If they sign up for that and they don't have one, what are the, like, I'm sure that the way to get the refund is so insane that you have to go through so many hoops. Like, it's... Like, if you sign up for that site, you're pretty much saying, yeah, just give me my money. I want to try my luck. We'll call it a day. Now, granted, the funny part is that site's been around years and only now has Tinder and all these other things. Because he apparently may have had an OkCupid profile as well. So, like, only now are people starting to realize, like, oh, like, if you're on that, you're on a bunch of things. The guy who – and I think – God, my my days and weeks and whatever, they're just all blurring together. But one of the guys um, that I actually knew in Los Angeles was friends with the guy who actually ran it. And he's a super smart dude. He basically, and I think we actually did talk about this a couple podcasts ago. He's a super smart dude and he's, he's, you know, very married. And he's like, well, how would you feel if your wife were on the site? He's like, well, that would be a conversation my wife and I would have. We would discuss these things. Like he actually seems super down to earth. And I... I don't agree with it, but I can't blame him from a business perspective and seeing an opportunity and trying to figure out how to create a clear channel, so to speak, or not like clear channel broadcasting, but just like something where people had the ease of being able to execute what they were already doing anyway and like cheap Craigslist motel personal ads. Or just handing on someone at the bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I that's, think if that's the thing, and, and I also um, I blame a lot of the people who signed up, a because as we now know, anything you put on the internet is on the internet. Absolutely. B, create another email, dude. <laughs> like, like why did you use your main email for all these things? This is what I can't understand for a lot of people. It's just like, why did you use your .gov email for this? Don't do that. Go get a Gmail account. They're free. <laughs> Well, and also, too, about the, like, billing addresses and stuff like that. They have those, like, throwaway credit cards called, like, Green Dot. So you can get one for, you have to pay some sort of, like, service fee or whatever. But it's only, like, $20 or whatever to activate. So, I mean, if you really needed something to, like, you know, be a burner so you didn't have the whole, like, here's my billing address, here's my actual identity. Like, there are ways for you to not hide yourself necessarily but not make it so blatant that all of your personal information is out there so should someone want to you know hack a database that they can actually get into it you guys got to be more smart if you want to have an affair and be an immoral human being you have to be smarter about it is the bottom line yeah or maybe we're giving them too much credit and they're not thinking these things through and they're just doing them and that's why they get in trouble in the long run 
But I, th- I think that's the point. I think people that, you know, and I'm just, I'm a, I'm a stickler. I was just having a conversation with my dad about this tonight. We had a little dad daughter date and, um, I was telling him, I was like, I never realized <laughs> it sounds so horrible to say, I never realized how much like morals and integrity are actually so important to me in a relationship that it's like, it's paramount. It's absolutely everything. But, um, but it, it's really true. And in these situations, these guys don't actually think that they're ever going to get caught because they're just, they're thinking with their other head. And it's like, just, it, it's, I feel so sad for these families. I feel so sad for these wives. I feel so sad for just all of the people and the complexities that are involved in, in this. And we're using it as public fodder. And I get that that's what the internet is about, but man, it's just, it's nasty. It sucks. Oh yeah. I mean, but that's, that's the uh, rage kind of culture we live in sometimes. Unfortunately, you gotta get mad at something. Exactly. You know what I'm getting mad at right now? Uh, I have so many things that we, we've talked about this time. I know, right? This is a really random podcast. We started off with, uh, like, stripper Bob Botman. Well, we started off with, with bachelorette parties. Yes. Which turned into conversations about bar mitzvahs in Vegas and strippers, which probably dealt with the bachelorette parties. And then, yeah, we went all over the mark with this one. We did, but I kind of liked it. This is how our conversations normally are. Well, I think that's what you were saying. Like, we've kind of settled in this thing at... I like that. I think that I, I personally, and I'd love to hear you guys' feedback if, if anyone's listening, um, it's way better than trying to understand what we're going to talk about. Because <laughs> then, right? then then we are like, well, we have to talk about this. Otherwise, we can't talk about it this anymore. And, oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. We're, we know our shit, and we're good friends. So it just kind of comes off very easy. Easy like Sunday morning. ba da 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 Oh, a lot of singing on this podcast too. A lot of singing. <laughs> Not even a singer at all. It's like karaoke. You like implanted that in my brain and my subconscious, and now I'm trying to execute. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's been about an hour, so so this is the end. But thank you guys so much for listening. Seriously, we always appreciate it, and uh, feel free to tweet us, tweet. at us on Facebook. Tweet us at us on Facebook. Uh, you know, please comment, subscribe, rate, um, do whatever you want to do. You know, we, we're there. We'll, you'll find us and, and let, let us know what you think. And um, you know, we're after after our experience with Steph Belsky, I'm we're gonna have some more people on. I'm sure because <laughs> though I'm not maybe maybe it just needs to be her once every month just for the hell of it. But just to just to kind of kick it off. Just to just to keep things just keep to keep just fresh. to keep us honest just to keep us honest. Hey, we are far more honest this podcast than we have been in previously, so it's working. Thank you, mm-hmm. Steph Belsky. Yeah, spread eagle. Um, but- oh, God. <laughs> it was her comment on Twitter from earlier. Yeah, wow, that was yeah. I need to have a chat with her about that. Yeah, uh, a naked conversation, as it were. But <laughs> all right. Uh, everyone have a good good week. Um, we'll, hope, we'll hopefully talk to you soon. Uh, until then, uh, have a have a great one. We need to. I need to, to come up with something that lets us actually end this and start this the right way. But until then, you do what you got to do. Exactly. Get shit done. All right. Later. Bye. <laughs>